listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, if the world hates you, realize that it hated me first. If you, be, if you belonged to the world, the world would love its own. But, but because you do not belong to the world, and I have chosen you out of the world, the world hates you. Remember the word I spoke to you, no slave is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they would also keep yours. And they will do all these things to you on account of my name, because they do not know the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. May the Lord give you his peace. How's everybody feeling this morning? Exams, everything are done. Fry tea, you're still working on it. So we're all praying for fry tea now. (laughs) Trying to... Get, you know, like a marathon. It doesn't matter how fast you go. Just get over that finish line. Okay. Um, so what a blessing, huh? Um, I don't know who rang the bell for officer readings this morning at 6 a.m. I will punish you later. Okay. But uh, anyways, um, it, it's just uh, a wonderful day. The, the semester's over. For some of you, it's like over, over. <laughs> you know, congratulations. The biggest smiles in the chapel. And uh, no more school for you until Father John Paul sends you back for studies like he did to me. Um, So, brothers, in the Gospel of John, one of the themes which John will throw out there in the prologue, there's a lot of themes in that prologue which then unfold throughout the Gospel, is the idea of the world the world, quote-unquote, the world. And um, John uses it in two different ways. One way is the idea of the goodness of creation, for God so loved the world, you know, and affirming everything that the book of Genesis had said, that God created, and he created things that were good. So we're not looking at um, Gnostic Dualism, you know, like there was a good God who created good spirit and there was a bad God who created bad matter. And, you know, no, God created everything. He created the world and everything was good. Everything was good. And he loved the world and he gave himself for the world. And um, sometimes that's portrayed in art. For example, the little infant of Prague and the little statue of the baby Jesus who's holding the world in his hand like a ball. And you think of that little campfire song, he's got the whole world in his hands. You know that God loves the world. God, he's holding the world in his hands. You know, we're in God's hands. And there's, there's that use of the world. And then there's a second use of the term, which is kind of different. And that is the, uh, what we may now call like, oh, he's so worldly. You know, and it's kind of like people who don't know God, who don't have faith, and that uh, are, are opposed to God. And uh, that's what we have in today's gospel. You know, I have chosen you out of the world. The world hated me. The world is going to hate you. It's this fallen, um, the, the fallen 
a world that has, is rejecting goodness, rejecting God, rejecting. And um, so there is a tension there. Which is it? Is it, you know, this good creation that God created and God loved and God holds in his hands? Or is it this, the fallen, unbelieving forces which oppose God and oppose goodness and oppose the gospel? You know, so there's that thing right there. Um, and you see it in the Johannine literature, you know, these two uses of the word, the world. Um, and it got me thinking, um, especially in my studies with the new evangelization, you know, like, um, we have uh, a work really worth knowing is this, the book called The City of God by St. Augustine, where he tries to use this, uh, this idea the two senses of the world as a lens through which he uh, does history. You know, like there's this kingdom of God that is present and at work, and then there's this kingdom of the devil. And these two kingdoms are kind of both present and kind of growing and working and fighting each other here in history, you know? So uh, how that looks in religious life, in, in some religious life, you have the idea of monasticism where you flee the world. You know, like this corrupted, fallen uh, kind of reality that you flee, you know, worldliness, you know, to, to serve God alone. You think of the hermits living in caves or uh, Brother Elijah's favorite, the stylites living up on poles, you know, like it's kind of awesome and weird and hilarious. I mean, these guys, uh, as I understand it, a big idea was that the world is, you know, fallen and sinful and corrupt. So... I'm not even going to touch the world, you know, like I want to get, so they live on a pole, like up in the air so that they're like aloof from the world. I mean, how funny is that, you know? Um, and sometimes in, in art, you'll see like St. Francis embracing Jesus on the cross. And if you look at the bottom, his foot is pushing, what looks like a ball, pushing the ball away. And it's like, that's the world, you know, and he's rejecting the world. He's leaving the world to serve God alone. And, um, but you know, there, there may be a, another way, just as John uses the phrase, the world, two different ways, there's another way of looking at it, huh? So we know at the time of Francis and Dominic, monasticism uh, was the, the, the monastery and the Benedictine model, and, and um, there was a shift now to embracing the world with Francis and Dominic, you know, like friars and mendicants don't stay behind the wall of the monastery. Rather, they go out to the streets, to the highways and the byways, like Acts of the Apostles, like taking the gospel to the world. So there's a little more of that for God so loved the world sense. And um, so probably a good way of saying that is there's a dynamic tension and um, we, maybe we even experience that in our own hearts. You know, like the, the, this battle that happens inside each human heart of, you know, being in the world, but not of the world, you know, being interested in things of the world, and then the call to live for God alone. There's this like dynamic tension, even in our ministry and even on our evangelization, we don't go around saying, you know, like with hammers, hitting things all the time, like bad, negative, da-da, you know, like that, because it, it's supposed to be about good news, you know, like, so 
good news isn't just walking around with a hammer and hitting things, you know, and correcting things and just condemning things. And that's easy. And how many people have fallen into that style? I've just always, and maybe, you know, the Holy Spirit does inspire people like prophets to call out to the conscience of the times, you know, and to call out. But um, it has to be good news. It has to be um, the bringing of the, the good news, the gospel. Um, and then uh, to be, um, in some ways, loving the world, embracing the world. And uh, so there's a, again, it's a dynamic tension that's there. And um, so maybe we experience that um, even like in our own lives. And um, I think St. Francis was, you know, inspired a lot by the Acts of the Apostles. And we have those readings in, in Mass here recently where um, it's very clear that the, as Jesus was sent, so now the church is sent and we're on a mission from God and that the Spirit guides that mission. So that, that's the thing, that the Spirit will guide us you know, to, to be guided by the Holy Spirit in our mission, how we navigate this dynamic tension you know, between the world and, um, you know, re on one hand, not being worldly, needing to reject, you know, things that are sinful and live for God alone, but on the other hand, you know, bringing the love of Jesus to the world. And um, so I'll pull it together with a concrete story. Um, obviously, today's the first Saturday. We know, particularly coming out of Fatima, um, there is this message of the first Saturday. And uh, even all the other Marian apparitions, there is this kind of thing of um, Our Lady inviting us to prayer and fasting because uh, we're being called that our prayer and fasting can have an impact in the world. That's what I'm trying to say. And um, so right now we're telling people and we're praying about this thing with abortion in Ireland. And uh, they're trying to overturn the laws so that now abortion could be legal in Ireland. And so there's a call for prayer, prayer and fasting and to speak the word of the gospel to the situation and to know and to believe that prayer and fasting um, really has an impact. It, there, there is a spiritual fruitfulness of prayer and fasting. And um, it's so sad, the confusion, which is always a hallmark of the world, even, um, for example, Bono, the lead singer of U2, supposedly on record as being a believing Christian, and uh, how much we love the music of U2, but U2 is a big pro-abortion thing now. And they just tweeted this thing with a heart on it. How sick is that? Repeal the eighth, is that how it's being said, Brother Oshin? It, uh, so that abortion can now be legal in Ireland. And people were so devastated and scandalized and sad. And so God bless Bono, God bless the guys in U2. They're probably also trying to navigate this thing about how can we say we believe in God, we believe in Jesus. But on the other hand, you're gonna support legislation that kills babies. So, you know, completely and totally off right there. So brothers, here we are. Um, we, we try to answer the call, the Blessed Mother's giving. You know, it's a word of the Holy Spirit to the world through these apparitions of Mary, this call to prayer, to fasting, to having a mind to bring the gospel to the world and knowing that, that our lives, 
the offering of ourselves, our efforts, our prayer, our fasting, our sacrifices, that they, they, um, they do have an impact. They, in the mystery of God's plan, he's, he wants it this way, that we are being invited to cooperate with the coming of the kingdom. We are, you know, through our ministry, but through our prayer, that it could really have an impact that um, people who uh, need that light to come into the darkness, the light of truth, the light of goodness, the light of what is the authentic meaning of the word love, um, that uh, that kingdom of God may break in. And uh, at the end of time, that will be brought to fruition. But until then, it's already and not yet. It's it's coming, you know, which is, is uh, the grammar means uh, ongoing, you know. <laughs> It's, uh, it, it, it did come, and it will come in its fullness, but at the moment, it is coming. You know, it's an ongoing dynamic, this tension between the world and the kingdom of God. And uh, so let's pray for that grace to, to be docile instruments of the Spirit, to be led and guided like we see in Acts of the Apostles, that, uh, like this guy from Macedonia who appears to Paul in a dream, come, come and help us. And, to be led by the Spirit to go and to preach the gospel and bring the good news uh, to those who await the good news of Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.